Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I'm Jason. And uh, we hope you're all doing great out there. Thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, glad to have you guys on the show with us tonight, and it's a unique show for Eric and I because we're not actually in studio together. We're actually apart in our own homes. Eric was feeling a little bit under the weather tonight, folks, so he decided to spare my health for one night at least, and uh, we're doing this remotely from the comforts and confines of our own homes. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, my home, my my studio is in my home, so... Right, so the studio is in my home, so I'm actually still in the studio. Yeah, I guess. So from that standpoint, then I'm from the comfort. And You're in the comfort of, of your couch. Home. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you exactly. watching? Are you watching some shows while we're doing the doing the show? So you can give us like a rundown, real time rundown. No, I just slipped into my Steven Tyler PJs, and I'm all nice. Oh, and there you go, <laughs> Steven Tyler. <laughs> That's pretty. Was it have his like face on it or what? No, remember that episode from that Pauly Shore movie? No. Um, huh. Oh, you never remember that Pauly Shore movie? It was called um, uh, Son-in-Law, I think it was. Oh, Son-in-Law, okay. Did yeah. he have, did he have and, Steven Tyler PJs? There was that one scene where he his girlfriend named Rebecca in the movie, she's there in his apartment, and he comes out wearing some funky-looking pajamas, and he says, look, Rebecca, I got Steven Tyler PJs on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I miss, I miss Pauly Shore. Right, exactly. From the old MTV days, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, it was something else. Um, yep. Hey, uh, and guess what? Uh, speaking of missing, guess what uh, the Marvels did? <laughs> Hit the button, Eric. All right, let's see if I get the right one. Uh, nope, not that one. Ready? Here's the other one. Oh, the other one. There you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, I, I hit the right one for my joke. Guess what the Marvels did? And then, and then the wah, 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 wah. All right. Well, we can hit them both at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Why don't you tell us what's going on with the Marvels there, Jason? All right. So, yeah, the Marvels is uh, the latest uh, addition into the MCU. And this is a movie like the first really big so-called MCU movie in the Phase 5 project that's come out in quite some time. And this one features uh, the character Captain Marvel, played by Brie Larson, who was in the first Captain Marvel movie, mm-hmm. along with um, <clears throat> the character from the Netflix, uh, from the Disney Plus series, uh, Miss Marvel, and yeah. then the character Monica Rambeau, also from the Disney Plus series, uh, WandaVision. Yep. So all three of them are essentially uh, supernatural sentient beings whose powers are inter who are combined and so this is the movie called the marvels that features those characters and their powers well uh, this movie eric 47 million dollar opening weekend oh the most my gosh. mcu opening weekend of all time and i got to tell you i'm not exactly too shocked by this yeah <clears throat> yeah and why is that, that- well, I'm not too shocked by this because, number one, first and foremost, we're dealing with some characters here that never really were popular to begin with. Mm. Uh, even in comic book lore, Captain Marvel was never really popular among the mainstream fans anyway. Obviously, she appealed more to young girls uh, that read comic books, but <clears throat> even the first Captain Marvel movie, it even though it was successful at the box office, it wasn't really 
received very well by the critics in the MCU. And also the Netflix series that, or the, I'm sorry, the Disney Plus series, Miss Marvel, uh, didn't really fascinate a lot of people either. And then also WandaVision was kind of lowly received too, that this other character, uh, Monica Rambeau, was in. But so, yeah, Eric, I mean, this movie also just it just never had the vibe. It never had the vibe. Um, well, and it took forever you know, for him to, to, to get it out, too. Right. It kept getting delayed. It kept getting delayed in part because of the strike, but also because of covid, because they also I think they had planned to release this initially in 2022. But because of the pandemic, mostly um, they were still limited in their shooting abilities. And mm. so they finally got it finished and completed finally had it come out this past weekend and as we saw 47 million in its opening weekend it looks like it made closer to 75 to 80 million but those projections shrank <clears throat> excuse me in recent weeks to 60 to 65 million so that combined to uh given the fact that they were promoting this film right in the middle of a sag strike yeah, not very good timing. So just bad news all around for the MCU. Well, and and I and to be honest, I know a lot of people are are kind of putting it on the strike. Like, well, you know, because of the strike, they didn't like what you said. They didn't get to promote it right, and blah blah blah. Right. And I don't think that has anything to do with it, man. I I think in all honesty, this thing was was probably doomed from the start. Really, um, okay. you're dealing with you know like you, just what you summed it up. I mean, you're dealing with three characters that nobody mm -hmm. that really haven't been. Uh, popular, and I think that, yeah. that this this time in Marvel uh, lore, or uh, I, well, I'd say future, not necessarily mm -hmm. history yet, but it's going to be history pretty soon. Um, you know, you're, you're dealing with dealing with like secondary characters, really um, characters yeah. that you know just they they don't have the big fan base. I mean, if you're talking about you know people know Spider Man, Iron Man, Thor, yeah. you know those are the big ones, um, but with with uh, Captain Marvel, they didn't really go. I mean, she didn't really do anything. She had her movie, and then she didn't yeah. really do anything. She comes in at the end of Endgame, and that was it. Um, yep. You know, with Miss Marvel, I we watched the TV show. I watched it with my daughter, and it, it was a it was an interesting, fun little TV show. But yeah. but I don't think you know they didn't. To me, it, it, the the fan, I don't know. It didn't like hook me into where I have to know anything more about her. I could watch that one season. I'm done. Um, with Monica Rambeau's character, with that character, I mean, it's like, you know, she kind of just got popped in there at one, you know, the WandaVision was interesting and then it was yeah. kind of interesting how she got her powers. Okay. But then, you know, they kind of rushed that storyline just to kind of like, well, we got to do a movie with her now. So let's just rush the storyline and get it. To so it's just like, you don't have any time with these characters and, you know, um, right. So yeah, I mean, I could see why. Just if, from my perspective, I could just see why you know people would they don't want to go. You know, plus we talked about many times streaming, streaming, streaming. Everybody mm -hmm. knows this thing's going to come out on Disney, and they're paying these Disney Plus subscriptions, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Why am I yep. going to go to the movie theater?" You know, they're not compelled enough to go to the movie theater yep. um, with these characters. They figure they're going to wait till it comes out on on Disney Disney Plus. Yep. That and add to the fact that I think movie audiences right now are finally starting to uh, be a little bit more vociferous about what we would call comic book uh, fatigue, where mm. we have seen so many of these superhero themed movies come out over the last 20 to 25 years that while it was fun to see our favorite characters appear on the big screen there for the first uh, few years or so. Now it's just kind of like, oh, really? Do we have to get another one? Do they have to make another movie about these characters and these characters? And so, yeah, I think the fatigue also factors into that as well because, 
you know, we're kind of, I mean, quite frankly, we're just kind of tired of watching movies about our, our favorite heroes. So, well, I, you know, it's funny. I heard somebody else say this and I kind of agree with it. They said, uh, um, it's not comic book fatigue. It's bad movie fatigue. It's bad oh, storytelling fatigue, and I think that's what okay. people have. You know, if you if, if Captain Marvel, I to be honest, I gotta tell you, man, I'm not a I'm not a fan of of Brie Larson as in this role. Not that yeah. I know anything about Captain Marvel. I don't know anything about the character itself because I didn't read the comics. But it's just that yeah. you know the character to me just seems so annoying and. And and I'm I'm not gonna put that all on on you know Brie Larson, but I'm just gonna say the writing just doesn't seem to be there, you know. And and it seems like even in the previews of this movie, it's just a lot of these little quick quips and you know the mm-hmm. not. It's the same. It's like the same regurgitated writing that you hear in every movie now that comes out. It's the jokey yep. MCU, <laughs> you yep. know. And uh, and I think that's what people is. They're just tired of the bad storytelling. They're 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 tired of the bad writing. They're tired of of the bad movie making. You know, the yeah. special effects are falling away, and 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 so this is kind of a symptom of just a larger disease here with Disney. With I mean, how many movies mm-hmm. have fallen off? I mean, you had Ant Man, Quantum Mania. You had Thor: Love and Thunder. That was terrible. Doctor I mean, Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That one was kind of twisted six ways to Sunday. So even though it grossed a lot at the box office, it really was not well received by the critics either. Well, I think that was that was kind of the start, right? You could kind of see that yeah. was the, that was the start of falling off, and that was coming out coming out of COVID. I think right that was kind of on the was that when did that come out in twenty twenty one twenty twenty two? It came out in twenty twenty two. I want to say yeah. no twenty twenty one two thousand twenty one. So yeah, right at the edge, right towards the end of when the pandemic was starting to wane down there a little bit mm. yeah so i mean i i, I think we're just kind of seeing that at the movies mm-hmm. you're, you're getting the reaction it's kind of like the audience is catching up to the, the way the movies have gone now you know the audience and what i mean is their yeah. audiences are falling away because the movies have <laughs> kind of gone there movies have kind mm-hmm. of fallen off in the quality and so the audience is, is doing that. And so I think this is this is kind of a symptom with this movie of, of just a bigger a bigger problem and a bigger picture that we see. Um, I mean, think about the Eternals. I don't I never even watched that movie. Uh, I, I have no idea who the Eternals are, but I don't think anybody else does either, unless you're really into the comic books, right? <laughs> you right, know? exactly. And and uh, and the other thing too is that I think the problem is is that people have gotten. I, I don't think too. It's also superhero fatigue. I think it's the the the. Uh, you know, we're going to like change these superhero character fatigue. You know, it's like you want to go and, and people who have been faithful in reading the comics and, and do sure. like these characters. I think when they don't pay reverence to that, when the, when the studio doesn't or, or the storytelling, do, storytelling doesn't, then yeah. people also get upset. And they're like, I'm not going to go watch a movie when you completely change the character. And it's a completely different character than what I read in the comic books, you know. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. And also, too, I mean, some of these characters that we're seeing in these films that are coming out here within the last and TV shows within the last couple of months and couple of years, they are also uh, meant to appeal to younger audiences. Yeah. But the problem is, is that the younger audiences don't make up the bulk of the box office flow that went to see Avengers Endgame and Infinity War and the Captain America films and Iron Man films, because, yeah. um, you know, you were dealing about those comics have been around and those characters have been around much longer than characters like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau. So um, the younger audience just can't quite fill in the theater enough to make these big box office uh, successes in the first place too. So something else Mm. to consider there. Yeah. Good, good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't think, I mean, I I think at this point, 
I mean, if it's a good story, it's going to bring in people. I mean, they can't say yep. that it. They can't really, you know, they can't use the the pandemic anymore. They can't use nope. a lot of excuses that they that they've been been using because, I mean, you have movies like uh, Barbie that uh, did very well. Uh, yeah. You had Oppenheimer. You had this. I haven't watched it yet, but this Five Nights at Freddy's, I mean, that thing, I mean, it was made with literally hardly any money. That's the other thing, too. These movies are yeah. made with so much money. And yep. and for the quality and the movie, you're like, what What did they spend the money on? But you have Five Nights at Freddy that I think was just made for, what, like $25 million or something? And that thing is like grossed, I think, over 300 400 now? Well, Yep, Five Nights at Freddy outgrossed the Marvels. In fact, yeah. uh, that that one, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then Sofia Coppola's film uh, Priscilla, which is the biopic about Priscilla Presley, mm. outgrossed Marvels as well. So you had three, four films there, not made with extravagant budgets that outgrossed a big budget movie. That says a lot about the industry and what shape it's in nowadays, Eric. That that is crazy. I mean, yeah. You know, and and I think it, it's just well, I kind of talked about it before when I said that it, it's a good time for independent filmmakers. I think because Absolutely. you know Absolutely. they're going to be able to get things done really cheaply, and if they have good story, good content, you know, good acting in it, I mean, it, it's all going to carry over, and the fans are going to appreciate that, and and they do because they don't want to support. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you put a you know stick a Disney name on there or a Marvel or or a Star mm-hmm. Wars tag on it people aren't going to go to see it just because of that anymore. I mean, they're done with it. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They want to see more. They want to see more. Cre- I don't want to say more creative. They want to see more solid storytelling is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And they don't necessarily want to see a special effects laden over the top, uh, rambunctious movie anymore. They want to go back and see these films that require, a lot more um, intrinsic storytelling and that have a lot more uh, personal um, meaning to them in the storytelling where they can go in and make a personal connection with the story that they're watching, you know, kind of like kind of watch kind of like watching a movie like the descendants with George Clooney, which is a movie that deals with relationships and life and death watching movies like sideways, which is basically a male bonding film, a coming of age movie about, Two guys in their mid-40s who go on a road trip, they, they try to find themselves. They're lost at their particular points in their lives. They're trying to find themselves. Those are some examples of the movies that I think a lot more people want to see. But because we've been oversaturated with all these big box office blockbusters, the content of those has become now so deteriorated to the point where, like you just said, it's now opening up those doors for the independent filmmakers to walk through to give us some really sneaky under the radar films that are still very solid and very prosperous. Yeah, yeah, like Trash Cans mm-hmm. of Terror. I still want to. especially <laughs> Trash Cans of Terror. If Trash oh, Cans man. of Terror does not get nominated for oh, Oscars, oh I'm gosh. going. To, I'm going to start a boycott. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's uh, uh yeah Trash Cans of Terror. That's that's definitely uh, the way to go here. Uh, yep, I agree. No, I. I, I yeah, I mean, it, listen, it, I think with Disney, you just have a situation here of it's it's basically they've gotten too comfortable with the brand names. They've gotten too comfortable with thinking, you know, just like I said, you know, they, they have the, the name Marvel on it. They're, they're going to, you know, they think people are just going to come see it no matter what it is. They just basically wash, rinse, repeat. You know, yeah. the stories are the same. I was so disgusted with what they did with uh, – 
Thor Love and Thunder. I'm like, how many times does this character have to go find himself? Are you freaking kidding me? Are we watching a movie about this again? <laughs> right, you know, right, and, and right. I mean, you know, in these movies and the thing, and it's the same with all these movies. And we've talked about it, even with uh, movies like the Haunted Mansion and stuff. Sometimes you just see this. The potential is right there. It's like, oh, my gosh, guys, you had the potential of this great, just amazing thing. And you just, you know, you drop the ball completely. So it's just as a fan, it's just very frustrating and disgusting, and I can see why people are kind of walking away. But yeah, yeah, I can see it too. And this is coming from a guy who's been a comic book slash pop culture nerd. Slash, sorry, that was my dog sneezing, guys. Um, this coming. From <laughs> I, I didn't who, hear anything, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, Molly, quit sneezing. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is coming from a guy who is a longtime comic book slash pop culture nerd fan, and even I have to admit, Eric, that. I am no longer excited about mm. wanting to line up to see these films at the box office. I'm willing to wait until these things are available to stream, and then I can sit back on the comfort of my couch and watch it and know that I didn't waste $45 uh, that I'll never get back in my wallet. Well, and on top of that, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to waste the time, the two hours mm -hmm. to watch these movies. You know, it's like, well, you know, is, exactly. is Marvel's Marvel's to me. You know, I don't have anything against the characters per se, but I just I don't have the faith in a good story. And obviously, we see you know what's happening. I mean, because of the the uh, the opening, but I don't have a faith mm -hmm. in in a good story from from Disney uh, from this yeah. group anymore. And it's like I, I don't have the time to waste. You know, it's like li life's getting shorter. I don't have I don't want to sit there and watch a bad movie. You know, uh, for two hours, I, I just don't have any any uh, uh, want to try to to watch this movie. I mean, the characters, I, I could at this point, I just don't care. I could care less about them. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're you're not in the minority. You're in the majority on this one, my and, friend. And let me ask you this: we're gonna we're gonna switch, but not not too far because we're gonna stay with Marvel right now. But let me ask uh -huh. you this: what do you think about this story? Now, this is just rumor. I don't think there's, as far as I know, unless you know something mm -hmm. different. There hasn't been anything said that this is actually going to happen. It's right. all rumor at this point, but there's uh -huh. very strong indications that mm -hmm. uh, Pedro Pascal mm -hmm. could be the next Reed Richards in the Marvel's Fantastic Four movie. What do you Whoa. think about this, Jason? Wow. I love this, Eric. If this is true, if this rumor really? is... <laughs> yes. I love oh, it. Man. I love this. Wow. Look, I, first of all, I mean, if you know the comics of Fantastic Four and you look at Pedro Pascal, you know that he kind of goes against the grain from a physical casting standpoint of what Mr. Fantastic looks like. Okay. But the, but the reason why I love this is simply this. Pedro Pascal is on a bleeping high right now. Mm. Okay. He was outstanding in the first couple seasons of The Mandalorian. He was outstanding in that series on Max called The Last of Us. He was outstanding in that Netflix series, Narcos. He is an underrated, really good actor. I love Pedro Pascal. And Eric, if this is true, mm. and he puts pen to paper and to become Mr. Fantastic slash Reed Richards, I will go see Fantastic Four, not only because it is one of my favorite comics of all time, but Pedro Pascal. I think this if they cast him, this is a good choice. Get him while he's at the apex of his popularity right now because wow. he will draw I think he will draw fans into the theaters to go see Fantastic 4 because the previous incarnations of Fantastic 4 that have come out have been complete garbage. And so they need to get 
So not necessarily A-list actors, but actors that may not necessarily fit the part physically, but can play the part from a character standpoint. I think Pedro Pascal would be a great Reed Richards. Wow, interesting. Okay, you had you had a different take than I thought you would. I'm 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 I was yes. very uh, very shocked by it. Yeah. Well, I was shocked by it too initially, but then when I sat back and I thought about it more constructively, I said to myself. Maybe this is what the MCU needs. Hmm. Maybe the MCU needs to stay away from the big headliners like the Scarlett Johansons and the Chris Evans and the Chris Hemsworth on these future projects. And maybe they just need to say, look, let's get some people who were not necessarily typecasting here. Let's go ahead and get some people who know their craft and know how to play and develop a character. And Pascal can definitely do that. He developed the Mandalorian. He developed uh, the character of um, Pablo Escobar on Narcos. He developed his character on The Last of Us, a great series on Max. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. And again, I thought about it more. And the more I thought about it, I said, okay, I'm down with this. Interesting. I, I can, yeah, I can get down with this. I'm good. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, um, I, I was disappointed uh, for John uh, Krasinski, to be honest. <laughs> Okay. I, I, I will I yeah. don't know I don't know how he could have how he would have done in the part overall, but I liked mm. the I liked his look in yep. uh in the Wanda in that uh uh movie we just talked about to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I liked I liked his look and I'm and I was mm-hmm. and I'm dis and I was disappointed that uh that this may be the way they go. Now I don't know, you know, he maybe maybe they felt uh John uh couldn't couldn't do it for some reason. You know yeah. the thing is though is that see I'm kind of of the opposite now I think uh, Pedro Pascal I think he, he's I don't I, it's not his talent that that I question at all I think he's he's a great talent but mm-hmm. I, I think there's too much of him right now so you're you're I know you're it's kind of the opposite of what you're saying you know get I know they need the the big they want to get the big name they yeah. want to uh, 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 you know and he's riding high right now on on yeah. you know as far as his career. And yeah. uh, it, it all makes sense. But at the same time, see, I'm totally I'm kind of opposite of that. I'm like, you know, the big name kind of turns me off on that on that. I, I don't want to see, you know, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about with Disney. Like, are they just going to play off of, you know, oh, Pedro Pascal's in it. So go see it. It's like, well, no, mm-hmm. are you going to do a good story? You know, that's the bottom line. I don't care who's in it, man. Yeah. If if they had a great story. Uh, you know, and and everything just worked, then that's why I want to go see it. So I'm kind of a little leery about that. I'm wondering, you know, if if they're just, like I said, it's a wash, rinse, repeat. They're just going to keep going off this whole, uh, you know, the system they have going of let's just throw these big names in there and see what happens. You know, their people are going to go see it. So I don't know, man. I don't have, I'm not as optimistic as you are about it, to be honest. (laughs) I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. I, I just think I just think you know it's kind of like you know sometimes uh, and 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 it doesn't happen even I mean just not about Pedro but it it, it happens a lot of times when you know and when you have actors especially big A list actors and yeah. they're just in every dang thing you know it's like every mm-hmm. and you're like dang can they cast somebody else I mean you know <laughs> right, and I'm not right. talking about just Disney I'm talking about just across the board I mean they've done that you know for years and years right. Um, and it's just like every movie you got to have, you know, I mean, you know, for a while it was like every movie was, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, right? So, you know, or, yeah, or Vin (laughs) Diesel. Well, that was, that was just the, the 20, uh, Fast and Furious movies they made, but, uh, yeah, right. (laughs) But, but yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of a little leery about it. I don't know. I I don't, I mean, I know this is all just, it sounds, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to happen though, because I know it's all rumor. It's not for sure. But 
I don't know. I, I have but, a feeling it's going to happen. And, and it's really going to depend on who they cast, I guess, you know, uh, as, as the other characters. Right. Also. We have to, yeah, I'll, I'll be just as eager to find out who they cast as Susan Storm slash Brie Larson. Um, uh, no, 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 they better not. <laughs> don't do Eric. I'm on an emotional high right now. Don't do that to me. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this. If, 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 if you were casting this movie, okay, you got Pedro Pascal, let's say, cause you're, yes. you're all in on him. Who, who would yes. you, who would you do as Sue Storm? Who I would do as yeah. Sue Storm. Um, honestly, I would do, um, as I think about it more in depth here, uh, I would want to cast as Sue Storm. I know I put you on the spot here. I know, sorry about you that. You did. This is a this is a tough one, but you know, actually, I would cast, and this might be tough because, well, no, I can't cast Gwyneth Paltrow because she was Pepper Potts in the mm. Iron Man films. In that case, then I would have to go with option B, and I would actually cast Emily Blunt. I would cast Ooh. Emily Blunt as as Susan Storm. That's an interesting choice. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now, the character of Susan Storm in the comics was, I mean, extremely beautiful, blonde-haired woman, and very, you know, fit. I'm not saying Emily Blunt isn't beautiful. She is in her own unique way, but the reason I would cast her is because I think she has a lot of the internal qualities that the character has that would make her a good cast for it. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I can... Yeah, I think she definitely has. I mean, I, that that is an interesting choice. I would like to see her as Sue Storm. Okay. Um, I okay. um, when I was asking you, I was thinking about it myself, of course, and I mm-hmm. I was thinking, uh, why not cast if you're gonna just do mm-hmm. uh, a list actors right now, actors on on writing a high, why not do um, uh, Robbie Margot for Sue Storm? Oh, Margot Robbie or Margot Robbie? Sorry. <laughs> You, did you really say Robbie Margo? Robbie Margo, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a late night. Um, um, yeah. It is. Sorry, we're not live. Together. Sorry, folks. It's right. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Well, actually, I you Margot know Robbie. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Margot Robbie, because I mean, she's obviously extremely beautiful, and yeah, she does physically fit that role. But I think also she could add more to the character element of it too. So I like that. I can get down with that. I'm yeah, I think she has that. the emotional depth to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to play, to play that character. So yeah, yep. I would definitely, Without uh, a doubt. yeah. So I, I would, I would definitely, as far as the other characters, I don't know. I could care less, I guess. I don't know. What do you, uh, <laughs> as far as Ben Grimm slash the thing, I would definitely cast Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I would cast, or what Dwayne about, Johnson. uh, John Cena? Would you go with John Cena? I could do John Cena. I think John Cena Grimm. would be better. I I think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really partial to either one or okay. over the other. But yeah, I could. I could get down with John Cena playing Ben Grimm also. All righty. And what about uh, uh, what's his name? Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm. Yeah. Now, for the role of Johnny Storm, I would actually go against the standard casting on this one and the standard look, and I would cast Adam Driver as Johnny Ooh. Storm. Ooh, I don't yeah. know though. Is he is he a little too old? I thought Johnny was a little bit younger. He is. He he is a younger character, and you're right. Adam Driver is fairly old. He's in his thirties, so maybe not Adam Driver. Maybe the character, or you know what, who could pull it off? Uh, uh, I'm not really much of Justin Timberlake as an actor, though. I was thinking Justin mm. Timberlake, but I'm not nah, sure about that. I don't think I don't think he could pull it off. <laughs> so from that standpoint, then I guess if I were to cast Johnny Storm, I would probably cast. Um, let's see, boy, this is a tough. This is tougher than the other ones. Um, 
What about Jared Leto? Oh. No, he's a little he's a little bit older too. I I was just teasing. Sorry. <laughs> uh they could cast the young actor who portrayed um, Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Oh, better yet, mm. they could cast. Um, no, he's old. I was gonna say uh, Nicholas Nicholas Costas Walder, who was uh, in Game of Thrones as well, but he's too old. Okay, I would see about casting the actor then who portrayed Joffrey oh, in interesting. Game of Thrones. I think mm. he's. He's probably about late teens, early twenties, right about now. So um, I think, yeah, I would see about maybe casting him. I don't remember the young actor's name, but he played. For those of you Game of Thrones fans, you know that the young actor I'm talking about who portrayed the role of Joffrey, I would cast him as Johnny Storm. That's interesting, yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, going back to Adam Driver, I actually mm -hmm. think he would make a good Reed Richards, to be honest. And I think there was even oh. a rumor that he might actually have that part at one time. I don't know. He has kind of a big nose. Huh? Who? Uh, he has kind of a big nose, Adam Driver. Oh, well, Pedro Pascal isn't. I mean, he's kind of got that flat nose. Are we talking okay, noses? <laughs> okay, if we're talking noses. All right, we're talking noses nose. now. Come on. <laughs> now right. we're getting, we're getting, we're getting down to, we're getting very specific here. Now we're getting nasty. Yeah, now we're just getting in the weeds and getting nasty now. Right, that's it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Going back to original to Pedro. I mean, like I said, I have nothing. I'm sure he'd do a good job. I. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too excited about it, though. I know a lot of people are crazy about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It. It. I think it would be almost be nice if they would take a chance on some unknowns, um, and just see what would happen. Just write a good story. That's all we need, right? That's Give us all a good we story. Want, that's now, all we need, yes. now, who's the? It's Doctor Doom. Is he the bad guy? Right. And Doctor Doom is the main bad guy. Is yes. the bad guy? Yeah. So he would. Uh, I wonder who could play him. It wouldn't really matter, I guess, because he got a mask. So you could put anybody yeah. in that role. Well, you know what? Funny you mentioned that because I was thinking a good actor that could portray Doctor Doom hmm. uh, would actually be um, who is the actor that I'm thinking of? He is on. Um, oh, not Colin, not Colin Farrell. Um, Colin. Well, no, Colin Firth is still. Um, oh, you know what? No, not Kenneth no. Branagh. What would you think about Kenneth Branagh? Um, I don't know. Nah, nah yeah. I don't. Nah, I don't okay. know. I All think right. the the Rock could play Doctor Doom. No, nah, Rock is too big physically. You think physically he's too big? Yeah, yeah. too big physically. Doctor mm. Doom would require a little bit more, a, a little bit more uh, thought as to who they could cast. Oh, maybe Daniel Craig. Ooh, know. that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see him. Yeah, play a bad guy. Here's Pierce Bro Let's do some James Bond actors here. Daniel Craig, James, or I mean, uh, Pierce Brosnan, maybe. But uh, Brosnan might think, be too old. Yeah, yeah. They'd have to because because I mean, they're hoping they'd have to they'd probably cast somebody young, or you'd want to because you're hoping to get a couple of movies out of it, maybe, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so, they're not making just one Fantastic Four. They're going to be looking to make a couple here. So you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that, that Doctor Doom's a tough one, but um, yeah, yeah, it is. Requires hey. more thought. Hey, we're uh, we're kind of up on it here. We're we're uh, we're at the end of the show, but I just wanted to go real quick. Um, yeah, if you can hit it quick, uh, you were telling me a little bit about Ted Lasso. I haven't seen it yet. Yes, but uh, you were kind of telling me. Uh, I was hoping you'd kind of give us kind of a quick review. A lot of people might have seen it already. I haven't seen yes. the show. Uh, what's the show about? What do you think about it? Oh my God, this Eric. So my well, wife well let me let me. I'm sorry, let me preface this because you. Yeah. I ask you, I go, hey, you know, you watch Loki, mm -hmm. right? And you're like, oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm nope. sorry, I'm I'm calling you out a little bit, but you said uh, 
you, you hadn't watched Loki because you got stuck right. on this uh, Ted Lasso and you can't, you know, yep. it's like an amazing show. And I'm like, what the hell? What, what can pull you away from Loki? This has got to be an incredible show. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm yes. sorry. Go ahead and take it over. That's all right. So, yes, uh, for those of you who have Apple TV, I'm sure you've already seen Ted Lasso right now. But for those of you who haven't, Ted Lasso is an incredibly written show. This is a story uh, that stars uh, Jason Sudeikis. You know who he is. Mm -hmm. And he plays the, the lead character of the title of the film or the series, Ted Lasso. He's an American soccer coach who gets hired by a football club in England called AC Richmond. He's hired to coach their team. Initially, it starts off with the owner of the team hires him with the hope that the team will lose to the point where she could sell them or relocate them or whatever. But eventually he becomes popular amongst the players there and he ends up developing a winning culture with uh, that soccer team. But Eric, what makes this series so good and you would appreciate this as a fan of good storytelling mm. is exactly the storytelling. It's it's a little bit it's part comedy. It's part drama. It's part melodrama. It's part um, part romance as well. The hmm. characters in this series are so well written and so well performed and so well connected that every episode you just get invested in. And like for example, there was the there's an episode in season one where um, <clears throat> Ted, uh, Jason Sudeikis' character Ted, uh, gets a surprise visit from his wife and his son. He thinks they're there just to visit him in England and okay. to you know watch the team, but as the as the episode rolls along, it starts out very um, it starts out very unassuming, but then as it rolls along and develops, we find out that Ted's wife is actually there to serve him divorce papers. Oh no! Yes, no. okay. Because they've had marriage problems, and Eric, every episode of this series just delves deep into not only the relationships that we have with the people in our lives that we love and the people in our lives that we care about, not just among family and friends, but among coworkers and among um, people that we trust. But it's just, and it, the series is so great because it approaches different angles of life. Hmm. Uh, the most recent episode my wife and I watched last night dealt with the owner of the club, AFC Richmond, whose father passed away. And she did not like his her father because she knows that he cheated on her and her mother. Oh. But yet her entire team shows up at the memorial service and they all share their own memories. And they're there just to support her, even though they didn't know him. They support her. And even though she hated her father with so much disgust and so much hate, she still got up there and had the nerve to say something about him anyway. And Eric, uh, it was an episode that also was really well written because it not only dealt with life, or not only dealt with how we deal with death, but it also dealt with relationships. Because there were some characters that came forward and said that they loved each other, even though they didn't know that they had a crush on each other. Hmm. You had some characters come out and give uh, admissions about stuff that they did that they weren't proud of. So this is a series that's not just about soccer, Eric. This is a series about life. This is a series about how we view relationships. And like I said, there's humor intermixed along with serious moments, along with um, very uh, introspective moments. It talks, hits on all the key things, not just life, death, relationships, but also about love, also about how we view friends and how we view family. And like I said, my wife and I, I mean, we're in. And these characters are easily relatable. There's a character on this series that everyone can relate to. For those of you who've seen the series, you know that when I grow up, I want to be Roy Kent. 
And Eric, <laughs> when, when you watch, if you are able to watch the series, Eric, yeah. hell, you got you and your wife should even come over here and watch it with my wife and I one night. You'll you'll understand what I say. What I mean, I want to be Roy Kent when I grow up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So, um, it's, it's an outstanding series and Eric, I will be so bold as to say right now on the spot on part of the intermission okay. that this is the best streaming series on TV. Really? Right yes. Wow. That's why I wow. kicked Loki to the curb right now because uh, I am emotionally <laughs> invested in this, Eric. The, the, the episode that I watched, uh, that I just told you about the, the funeral episode hit hard for me mm. because I, my wife's father passed away just over a year ago yeah, yeah. and our family is still reeling from the effects of his loss. Mm. And I remember how close I was to my grandfather when he passed away. My grandfather was the closest thing I had to a father because I don't have a good relationship with my father at all. And so that watching that episode just brought back so many memories of how I felt when my grandfather passed away. And it just, Eric, you can get invested in every single episode. It just makes you sit back and feel. It doesn't make you just think. It makes you feel. Mm. And that's why this is such a great series. And then you have a lot of the little British humor that's mixed in as well, because it is a British series. With the exception of Jason Sudeikis, most, if not all, of the actors on the series are foreign actors, meaning they're either British or they're from other countries around the world. But this is an outstanding series. If you have a chance to get Apple TV just for the three-month promo like my wife has, watch Ted Lasso. You okay. will not regret it. You don't have to be a soccer fan to enjoy it. This is an outstanding series. And Eric, again, for someone who enjoys well-written stories like you, I think you would love this series. Well, so you're telling me that uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis, his portrayal of Ted Lasso in this, is yes. uh, is better than his portrayal of the uh, stormtrooper uh, speeder stormtrooper in Mandalorian when he was slap, slapping around uh, Grogu. <laughs> yes, much better than slapping around Grogu. And the reason why Eric is because we get to see a vulnerable Jason Sudeikis. Well, he's always we good. He seems like he's the kind of actor that has those depths. He's a comedian that oh, has those does. depths, you know. And and he you does. could even see it on Saturday Night Live when he was originally on there. There was always yeah. something more to him. He wasn't just the you know, look at me, yes. ha ha, I'm funny. I mean, there was there was something more there, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think I think he's he's ultimately a good actor, but um, yeah, he is, and he. Like yeah, like 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 you just said, he he is a very um, emotionally diverse actor, and I mean we're we're accustomed to seeing him in a lot of these uh, raunch coms that we've watched before, mm. like Horrible Bosses and Horrible Bosses Two, and uh, we also uh, have seen him in a couple of other popular TV series as well. But this one really. It has the comedic side of Jason Sudeikis to it, but at the same time, it has a very dramatic, very introspective, and very heartwarming part of his character of Ted Lasso, and that's what makes it just so good. And Eric is just, yeah, I, I'm in, boom. I mean, I'm hooked on it. So yeah, that's how good of a series it is. And like I said, I think it's the best streaming show on TV right now. Well, that that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You're really getting me hyped about checking it out. I got, I got to try to get. Disney, uh, I mean, at Disney, I got to try to get an Apple subscription somehow here uh, to watch it. Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty cheap, so I'm going to try to look for that free one. But if I can, I, I may pay that. I think it's four. Is it four ninety nine a month? <laughs> I it's four ninety nine a month. But I'll tell you what, Eric. I, I think I can well, afford that. You, you well, and even if you can't come over here to mine and my wife. Oh, there house. we go. <laughs> yeah, you and your, you bring your family over, and we'll watch it here. We'll go back and rewatch 
from episode one. Oh, man. Because that's how good it is. If, if it's that good, you might not get rid of us. We might be camping out at your house, you know. <laughs> We're gonna that's be we're, we're, we're gonna be there for three weeks, just like staring at the TV. We haven't moved, haven't done anything, haven't went to the bathroom <laughs> or anything, just, just sitting on the couch in filth. And, and it's like, okay, that's can fun. you guys go home now? <laughs> just leave a space. Just leave a space for me, man. That's all. Oh, I care okay, about. all right. <laughs> well, that, that's pretty good, man. That, that's that's awesome. Yes. I, I definitely want to check it out. And you're right. I love the 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 storytelling aspect mm-hmm. when it's good storytelling. That's so that's so cool. How even though like when the characters on screen or on on uh, in in a series. That they yeah. can pull you in because, you know, we all go through kind of similar things in life. And even though we experience them differently, that's the one great thing about the, the good storytelling is that it hits on those certain elements and it can pull people yep. in, you know, with that familiarity. Um, and, and you, like you're saying, you made a good, you were talking about the feel, you know, and, and it just, yeah. the way it makes you feel, you know, it's not yeah. just, you know, you're watching a good show. It just makes you feel, it gets you hooked. It, it really, yeah. it dives down into, into your soul. And it's like, yeah, you know, I've been there too, you know, in a way. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's awesome, man. I, 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 now yeah. I definitely want to check it. I wasn't, you know, I heard everybody talk about how great of a show it is, but the yeah. way you put it was so eloquently, man, I've got to go check this out now for sure. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely, man. Highly recommend it to anyone out there who's listening to the show. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso yet, highly recommend it. A plus on my on my grading list. Well, there you go. You heard it here. Ted Lasso for the win, right? Goal! Goal! Big time. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Always check out our social media. We are at uh, Twitter, PTI underscore podcast. Well, I should say X now. And... And on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Take care. We'll see you on the next one. Yep. God bless everyone and happy holidays. Peace out. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.